Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you may be listening to this. This is Tony. What's up, y'all? I'm the host for the Barbershop Quintet podcast. A couple of updates here. First off, before we even start that, I want to thank you for your support. Secondly, um, we have brand new segments out, still dropping. Uh, They're just backlog right now. But with that being said, we have the OG episodes where I bring on a panel of guests and we still talk about top five lists and share those and dive deep into those as well as we do have our quick five as well where i do a solo pod or i bring one guest along with me where we talk about the smaller things like random things like superheroes potato chips and so forth and now we have a brand new segment called the symphony this segment is where i bring one guest and we choose an album this album could subjectively be a classic but it must be undoubtedly our mutual favorites with that being said those are only the criteria that you need for this new segment then we have we share our top five songs as well dive into some old gems some new gems give a rating and then actually see if it's actually a classic or not so far i'm just letting you guys know i have kanye's graduation on on the lockdown array Frank Ocean's Blonde, Dr. Dre's Chronic 1992, and hopefully I can expand to more genres and more albums. If you're interested, please hit me up. If not, and you just want to listen, feel free to support that as well. We'll be cranking stuff up all the time. Just depends on when everyone's available, including myself. So again, once again, thank you for your support and tune in. So tune in and uh, we'll see you soon. And let's be your top five of the day. Cheers. Podcast boys go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. Two podcast boys go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. Guess who's back, 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 back again, again, again. Tony's back, back, back with a friend, friend, friend. Guess who's back? 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 Bow, bow, bow. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Barbershop Quintet Podcast, The Symphony, a brand new segment where I invite a guest or two and we pick out an album that we have considered a classic, subjectively, of course, but absolutely and no doubt one of our more, uh, one of our mutual favorites. In order for a symphony to be constructed, some of the most important parts must be accounted for, such as our guests and listeners like you. Therefore, let me thank you for your ongoing support and make sure you subscribe and listen to all of our content, including the OG episodes, the quick five segments, and of course, the symphony, where it'll be dropped randomly here and there based on everyone's schedules, including myself. 
a couple of housekeeping ordeals here. We'll be spinning the random number generator as usual to figure out the order of who gets to go first or second. Um, again, there's no buzz cut laying around in these segments. It's not like the OG episode, so I'll be um, participating in this as well. That's why we ran. Uh, that's why we're spinning the random number generator. Who lands on the closest number between one to twenty-five will get to go first. That person will, will share the top five songs from the album. Um, they'll share a sound clip from it. You can go from anywhere from 10 seconds up to 30 seconds each. Um, and then uh, some of us might not share the same sound clip if it's the exact same or identical. Or there's no reasoning why we need to share it. And then we discuss about the songs a bit. And then we uh, dive deeper into the album with a few questions like, how does this album rank compared to other albums in said genre or to this artist's uh, discography or underrated versus overrated tracks? And of course, a final rating at the very end. So before I introduce my guest here today, as you can, uh, you might not have noticed from his uh, lower octave sa- uh, voices, but uh, we uh, kind of did a little rendition uh, last minute here before we recorded. I was like, yo, man, can you help me with something, brother? And he's like, sure, I'm game. And uh, basically, uh, as you can hear, that's one of probably the uh, most known hip hop songs in hip hop history. The intro to Without Me by Eminem. So, of course, with that being said, today we are doing Eminem's Eminem show. Why we chose us, why we chose this album is because few reasons. One, this year will mark its 20th anniversary of its album release. Secondly, it hand in hand, it could arguably be a, a classic. That's something we will discuss about this as well. Um, it could be hand in hand after Marshall Mathers LP. I don't know. It could be encore. We don't know. We'll, we'll definitely talk about it. My guest here for today, he was actually on a couple episodes before that we recorded uh, recently a uh, while back. Um, one with uh, top five songs by Dr. Dre on the quick five episodes. That one, we were talking about him. We were talking about how Eminem and Dr. Dre was so synonymous, uh, synonymous with each other. When you hear Dr. Dre, you hear Eminem. When you hear Eminem, you, you know Dr. Dre. You think of Dr. Dre. Same thing with Snoop Dogg and same thing with a bunch of other um, West Coast rappers as well in that time. Um, even 50 Cent. Yes, my guest here, uh, he was on the episode. He made a prediction that Tupac would make an appearance. Sadly, that did not happen. He did make a piano tribute to Tupac's song, though, which is really cool at the Super Bowl halftime show. And then, you know, 50 Cent was inflated. So that, that was a fun joke to poke at. Um, he made an appearance. But yeah, with that being said, today we're doing the Eminem show and can't bring a better guest than uh, my good friend and my brother, who we both have the, an admiration and who grew up with uh, Eminem. As he uh, said, when he was younger, he was listening to this white rapper who he deemed as God at that time. Ali Sukru, can you please introduce yourself and then please give us a little intro of what you're doing and then also a teaser statement um, for your podcast, uh, for your list today, please. Yes, yes. Thank you for having me again. As always, always a pleasure to join in on these. Really enjoy it. Yeah, like you said, as a kid watching Eminem, I was like, wow, this guy's like a white rapper. It's something so different, so amazing. So I was a huge fan of his growing up as a kid, even though probably wasn't allowed to listen to his music. (laughs) Um, As far as my list goes, I don't really know if there's going to be any surprises on there. It just, I feel like there's so many songs on the album that you could pick out as to what you would put on your list. But one thing I will say is I'm pretty confident that 
the first song on the list for most people will like the number one song on the list for most people is probably going to be the same one. Interesting. And uh, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. Because I think we did talk about, Oh, thank Well, first off, thank you again for hopping on the show. And secondly, thank you for being a great sport (laughs) with uh, participating in that little activity we had um, for the intro there. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we did discuss about this, uh, album a bit didn't we like just a few of the songs in the dr dre podcast kind of dove a bit too deep into uh snoop dog and uh eminem and hopefully someday i can do doggy style like the the, the, the album i mean like doggy style <laughs> <the> album <laughs> just to clarify um i've already done that other part already but that's for another story off the record but hopefully we can do the album because i i, I deem that one as a classic in the hip-hop industry as well I would arguably say Magnum Opus for Snoop Dogg as well. And his uh, his intro debut, like that was arguably his best album. But yeah, with that being said, uh, we'll, we will see what our lists look like when we do list them out. And I I am I am quite intrigued to see if uh, our number one is going to be the same as you did mention right there. But with that being said, for listeners at home, if you don't know who I am, my name is Tony. Uh, I am the host for this podcast. I don't need to introduce myself any further. You're probably going to get tired of my voice after listening to about 100 of these episodes already. I'm kidding. My spoiler, my teaser statement for this uh, list is it's the biggest songs on this album. It's the biggest singles. That's that's all I can say. Yeah, there's, there's nothing else to say. Like These are songs I listened to when I was growing up. You can catch them on MTV, Much Music. You can catch them on the radio too, or like when you bought those the the CDs. You know what I mean? Um, as as a young kid from HMV or wherever we went as a kid to get those on your Walkmans. Um, for those who are way too young to know what a Walkman is, it's a compact C, a disc player. I'm kidding. <laughs> you can Google that shit. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna describe what it is. Uh, you can Google that shit and you'll see yourself. But with that being said, let's uh, head into the random number generator here. As usual, for our listeners at home who who I know what this is, uh, I don't. This will be a refresher, so you could skip it. Um, for Ali, um, this is a refresher for you as well. But for those who haven't uh, heard us yet, we uh, go to random number generator. Go one number twenty five. We both choose a number before we spin here. Whoever lands closest to this number gets to go first, and then um, that person gets to share the list in whatever order they want. Yeah, and then share a song clip for this uh, particular segment. So, Ali, what is a number between 1 to 25 that you like to pick today? Well, I was just trying to think. I always pick the same number, so I wanted to pick something different. So I figured Eminem's born in the month of October. I'm born in the month of October. Mm-hmm. I'll pick a number 10. Okay. Well, yeah, your number is number 7, and right now it's sitting at number 7. So I don't think the odds of that <laughs> landing on 7 again would uh, be great. But, yeah, 10 is close enough, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 20 years. I usually go for my number two, but since it's 20 years, I'm going to go with 20 years, uh, number 20 right here. So you went 10, I went 20, which is a nice, nice, uh, medium right there. So sitting number seven, we're going to spin in three, two. All right, good, sir. Um, the pressure's on your shoulders. It's set on number three. So you got to go first, uh, share your list in whatever order you want, and then share your sound clips as well for, uh, all of us to hear at home. And then when it comes to my turn, I'll share my list. And then if there's uh, any overlaps, I won't play the song again. But if there's an overlap of a clip that I do want to share in terms of uh, what's uh, what I want to talk about 
in depth, then I will share that. But for the most case, I think our list might be very similar, but we will see. So Ali, Sukru, go ahead. You have the floor, good sir. Okay, so I'm going to start from number five being like my least favorite, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. to number one being my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of had a hard time a little bit with the list, just with the last song, because there's a few mm-hmm. songs that I really like on the album that I didn't know which one I wanted to do. But recently, after listening to the album a lot, I realized how much I really like this song. Mm-hmm. And it's called Square Dance. Oh, and I'm just a big fan of the beat. I'll play a little bit of it. I don't really have a particular part that I want to play, but I'll just play a little clip just so everyone at home can hear it. I'll just... Can a bitch don't want no beef with Slim? No, not even on my radar. So won't you please don't put my dick laid off and stay off. You follow me as I put these crayons to chaos from set. So just even there, you can see his uh, lyrical skill just on the song, like just mm-hmm. the way he's flowing through the, the, the song. It just fits fits his voice perfect too. Um, so number five, Square Dance. Uh, number four, I chose, um, I know I didn't really choose this song because of any particular lyrics in the song. I just chose this song because I remember the music video mm. really well and it's cleaning out my closet. Oh, um, okay. That low, eh? Yeah, like I just I just always remember the the video I'm pretty sure like as he's as he's cleaning out his closet, he's also like shoveling dirt. He's shoveling dirt. Yeah. Yeah. So I just always remember that part. And it just seems like a really dark video. It is. And uh, I'll just play a little clip of it. Nothing crazy. I've been protested and demonstrated you kiss picket signs for my wicked rhymes. Look at the time, sickest the mind of the motherfucking keep us behind. All this commotion, emotions, when deepest oceans exploding, stop it there just because it's one of those songs that like if you listen to it especially if you're like if you're in like a deep like dark state of mind yeah. <laughs> one of those songs like you don't want to listen to that song because yeah. you just it's it's very aggressive right? it's a very vulnerable song yeah he goes he goes he digs deep for that one yeah exactly like he really lets you know like what he's been through he kind of gives you mm-hmm. this his world right mm-hmm. um so number four clean out my closet number three um rest in peace nate dog till i collapse yep i really yep. like this song i just like i'm gonna try and find the exact part that i really like oh i if i'm thinking what you're thinking then i don't have to play this clip anymore right. just this beginning part right here I just I, I really like that little part too. He's just kind of talking and he's like sometimes when you just feel like you want to give up, mm. you just gotta really dig deep and search within you. Mm. If, if I'm in the gym, like this is a track that I want to hear when I'm working out. It just gives me that extra motivation to yeah. push myself, get those last few reps in, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I just, I really enjoy that song. And then you got Nate Dog on there too, where he's doing the chorus and he just does a great job. You know, if Legendary. you put Nate on, Nate on a chorus, it's always gonna be a hit. Yep. I'm a big fan of that till I collapse number three. Mm. Number two, I have to say that when I listened to this song as a kid, mm. it was kind of a track that I would skip. Mm. 
And the reason was I didn't really like the beat. Mm. And I think the problem was I didn't give it a chance because mm. the more I listen to the song, the more I'm like, I love this song. Okay. And I really, really enjoy this song. And it's Superman. Oof. I just, I, and like, there are parts in the song where it's so aggressive, the stuff that he's saying. Oh yeah. Vulgar shit. But it's just, it's like, man, it, it worked. If, if anyone else was to say it, you'd be like, damn, you can't say that. But like, is Eminem saying it? So you're like, eh, it's fine. You know, like you kind of brush it off. I'll play a little clip just from the beginning, just the way it starts is nice too. And the thing with this song too, is you know it's a classic, because I mean, Drake sampled it, right? Drake is sampling- You got a freestyle. If, if Drake is sampling your stuff, you know you did something, right? Because yep. like Drake's huge, right? We talked about that. And um, I don't even know if I need, so number two, Superman. Number one, I don't even know if I need to say it or even need to play a clip, because we already sang it. <laughs> uh, without me. Yes, um, sir. And I remember when he when he came out with this song, like the music video and everything, and just oh, such a yeah. fun video. It was. It was a great video, and it oh, was yeah. just it's 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 just it's it's one of those Eminem songs that I think everyone knows. Oh, like, yeah. Without a doubt, everyone knows this song, and the whole guess who's back. Like everyone can say that part, and you know automatically it's without me. So. I'm not gonna play the the that track, but it, like if you wanna if you wanna play, because I'm 100 sure it's on your list. If you wanna play it, <laughs> then uh, you can go ahead. Yeah, I'll play. Uh, I'll play our respects because I think we might have butchered it. So I'll play our respects. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, all right. Thank you for your list, Ali. Appreciate your time again, as always today. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, can't uh, can't really say anything else. Uh, our list is uh, almost identical. Before I let you off, make sure you check out the Barbershop Quintet podcast on all streaming platforms. Give us a like, give us a five-star review on Apple Pod, and follow us at BB Shop Quintet Podcast on IG if you want to be involved as a guest on our panel or have any topics you'd like to discuss about. Hit us up on our IG account or email us at bbshopquintetpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your fresh inputs and ideas for this pod. Let's be your top five of the day. Wow. Say that almost. Okay. So the order of basically everything, but two songs are the same for myself. uh, I'm going to clarify what, uh, what Ali said about this part here. I actually have the mark down as to what Ali was talking about. So Drake on Chicago Freestyle, when I was listening to that song, again, just like just like what Ali said, um, this is my number five song. It's Superman. So just like what Ali said, I growing up, I watched the video and I was like, this is very like R rated, but I don't understand like what's going on here. Like I see like a big blonde like hooker with boobs, like nude tits. And I'm like, OK, cool. But what, what's this song about? Like, what is going on here? And it was very, like, it was one of those songs I didn't understand. But, again, I think as you go, as you grow older, your your taste changes. You you understand shit more, right? And with that being said, 
with this song, when I heard Chicago Free, like I knew the song. When I heard Chicago Freestyle, when uh, Drake sampled this part, which I'm going to play from the song, I was like, wait, I know that song. Where is that sample from? And that's the hook of Chicago Freestyle, right? It wasn't give you on singing. It was the bridge that, the, like the hook, the, I'll play, I'll play. I won't even talk anymore. Yep. So that's a sample that uh, Drake used. So that's that. Number number four here. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I was gonna say I'm going top uh, bottom to top as well. Um, number four here is actually another sample. Um, this song wasn't on your list at all. This song I listened to it and kind of when I when I was growing up I was like yeah this song's actually pretty good I actually like it but I didn't know it was a it was a sample or a collaboration in all regards. For the sample that's been used in this song is one of the biggest like songs from this particular I guess band artist. It's uh with Steve Ty- Steve Tyler Steven Tyler from Aerosmith and uh, they did um I think it was. Also, I think it was titled something else. I'm not exactly sure. I didn't dive deep into it. But um, this is a song. You'll, you'll know it when you hear the sample. But this is a song where uh, the sample where Eminem uses in Sing for the Moment, which is my number four track here. So what's crazy is that at that time when this song was released or even the album, hip hop and R&B and rock and roll was at its height at that time in terms of like gang from like, it was going into like that grunge rock pop rock scene. So like Aerosmith, like that song was like, I believe it was like the 80s. Like it was such a classic and rock was having its like rejuvenation, its resurrection. Like, and you heard bands like Blink-182, Linkin Park and stuff like that, that came out of it, right? But um, at this time, uh, it was a resurrection of it. So they, they had to bring that sample back in. Eminem's smart. He, uh, he, he used that to his advantage. Yeah. I, I knew there was a sample. I honestly did not know it was Aerosmith. It was Aerosmith, yeah. Yeah, so I just looked it up as you were saying it. It's called Dream On. Dream On, that's the song, yeah. But I, 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 I didn't know it was Aerosmith. I knew there was a sample. I just... Never knew it was Aerosmith. Oh, so if you listen to Dream On, that's like arguably, in my opinion, Steven Tyler's like best vocal performance. Like, so when you hear him on this song at the very end, where it's like the guitar riffs and that solo coming into at the very end of the song, that like that, that's when like it's crazy. Like, I'm again, like, I'm a production head, like, as, as, as a broken record player, as you hear me say that again and again on this show um that's something that i'm very like appreciative about um just to hear that you know that's uh number three on my list here number two sorry that's number four number three on my list here was also your number three um till i collapse but i am gonna play a track a verse here which in my opinion 
probably the best disc verse before Electronica's Kendrick Lamar, uh, sorry, before Control's Kendrick Lamar came out where he just called everyone out. Um, can you can you let us know who's he who's he dissing here? He's not dissing anyone. He's dissing. So who is he calling out on here is in this part itself until I collapse Eminem in this verse, it's going to be a long one too. It's going to be 45 seconds for this verse because he goes and he, he basically says, um, and it's also in our next album too, that we're going to be talking about with Ali's feature. Um, but, uh, for, for that artist, um, when they get cocky and they want to put their, like, they want to mark the territories and call everyone out in terms of, Hey, like step up your game in this particular portion right now, you're going to hear him call out everyone that he deems as really good rappers and everyone who wasn't mentioned on here is shit basically. And I've seen the names on uh, like from this verse that he, he mentions out on t-shirts before it is crazy. It is iconic. So this is Toy Collapse by Eminem featuring Nate Dogg. Rest in peace, Nate Dogg. Ready? It's it's gonna come right now. Google that, dissect that, go on genius.com, look that shit up. That verse, hand on hand, Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar's Control, Eminem on this song, and Nicki Minaj on Monster, by territory, pound by pound for pound, probably the best written verses I've ever witnessed. Wow. You don't agree that this is a knockout. I'm I'm looking at it right now as you as you're saying it. So I'm just I'm I'm like you said dissecting it. I'm trying trying to just see. So I don't know. I gotta I gotta look at it in more yeah. detail, right? I gotta dissect it. I gotta go through it. I'd say it's up there for sure. Like I'm when I mean if you got Eminem calling out your name, if you got Eminem calling you out as one. As as what he deems as a really good rapper, you done good. Like he he said, Tupac, Jay Z, Reg, Reggie is Red Man basically, and then you you had a uh, Tupac, Notorious, B.I.G., Nas, and Jay. I think there was a couple more people on there as well, but Jada Kiss and Corrupt. Yep, and I think Corrupt was one of his good friends too, if I'm not mistaken. So oh yeah, oh yeah. But yeah, know. so like, man, like that's like, that's like when uh, he uh, uh, Kendrick Lamar calls out fucking uh, like a list of like five six names as well. Yeah, right? like that was wild. That was like I and I think I I definitely like and and that's the ironic that's the ironic part and the coincidence here too, right? Like in this album, Eminem, his albums partially produced or mostly produced by Dr. Dre, right? Yeah, and when you think of Dr. Dre, you hear, you think of Eminem. And 
Kendrick, I don't know if Electronica was produced by Dr. Dre. I don't think so. But when you hear Kendrick, you you think of Kendrick, you think of Dr. Dre as well because they're associated together and they're both from Compton. So, I mean, is there that cockiness that comes out of it through Dr. Dre? I don't know, but there is a there's a very parallel pattern there, right? You know what I mean? That like that confidence, that uh, that I wouldn't say arrogance. I would say a bit of cockiness put onto that, right? He just he just wants everyone to step up their game, right? So, um, I I think if you're associated with Dre, mm-hmm. you know for a fact that you're up there as one of the greats, or at exactly. least you're close to it, right? Because I'm just thinking of some other artists that Dre has been associated with and the other one that I can think of and there's been controversy with him going around saying that Dre wasn't that much of an influence on him oh, the game. but the game yeah and he loves he I don't know what's going on with him lately but I know for a fact that he loves Dre because he named one of his albums the doctor's advocate yeah right so and the same thing with him he's called out rappers before too yeah right so who knows who knows who knows man it could be all publicity stunt to be honest at the moment, right okay so uh my second track here was also on ali's uh list as well just different order uh this is the one where i'm like wow this is very low on your uh list um clean out my closet um i don't know if i'm gonna play this i don't think i'm gonna play this one because uh i don't need to uh, but my number one song here, just because I respect and because I feel like we uh, might have butchered it, <laughs> is uh, Without Me. Um, again, self-explanatory. It's a very easy, fun video, song, whatever, right? It shows his fun side. And and that's the thing. Like, and with Eminem, he can either be very fun and very, like, par- like his his music video is a parody, basically, right? Like, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a satirical parody. He can either poke fun at people and like mock people and shit like that, like as like for fun, for for fun, like for humor, or yeah. he actually calls out people and like he's actually pissed off at the world, right? And that's that's yeah, dark. Yeah, that dark side of him, right? And it's like you never see the medium side, like the the middle ground. You always see like either he's very this side of the spectrum or very that side of the spectrum in terms of what he he portrays in his music, right? So. Um, this is just one of his fun ones. I know, like, um, "You Made Me," I think was another song he uh, he had. "Just Lose It" was another video that he made afterwards, which yeah. was like both like parody. "Ass Like That" was another funny one that he had too with uh, Akon, I believe was was on there. Maybe I don't know if Akon, maybe Akon was on it. I do remember the song. Or was it "Shake That Ass"? That might be "Shake That Ass," but that's with Nate. Was that okay? That was with Nate. Okay, so I don't know if it was Akon, but he it was the one with the, like the, the Rottweiler on his on his hand. I don't know if you remember that video, but I do. I just don't remember which one that is. Yeah, but anyways, um, just a little clip for without me here. Back, 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 back
Okay, we get it. So, <laughs> so with that being said, um, if that wasn't part of the lyrics at all, and I mentioned this uh, for those at home who hasn't who haven't listened to the graduation um, podcast I've done with um, Kanye West's graduation with uh, my friend Sahil. For that album, we were talking about flashing lights and how that intro, that 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 flute intro, is one of like the more like iconic intros, right? Where like it's before any lyrics come out, and when you hear that flute sound, that you kind of know the song that's gonna come out, right? It's the same thing with um, "Runaway" with this key. In my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, when you hear that key, you know what song's coming out. It's the same thing with um, in Juvenile, four hundred degrees of Juvenile, where uh, in this in the song, back that ass up with Lil Wayne and Manny Fresh. Da, 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 right da, da, you know right away. This song, if you if the lyrics didn't come out, I think this is one of those songs that you knew right away what song, what song, like what's the next line, right? That comes up. But unfortunately it has lyrics. All right. Like there's our, someone's already speaking. So, but yeah, this, this one uh, in terms of like intro wise has to be one of the strong ones with the uh, lyrics, of course. But, um, but yeah, it's the most, I think it's out of this album. It's a classic. It's definitely hands down one of Eminem's most, uh, rappable songs besides from uh uh lose yourself in my opinion yeah it's up there for sure right so, yeah so that's my list do you want to share your list again and i'll share my list again and then we uh we can share our thoughts on each other's list if there's anything we want to add on in terms of points yeah um so i'll just go from five to one number five was square dance number one cleaning out my closet Number three, Till I Collapse. Number two, Superman. And number one, Without Me. Mm-hmm. And then for my list, bottom up, uh, Superman, Sing for the Moment, Till I Collapse, Cleaning Out My Closet, and Without Me. Again, I don't think we need to touch more on Without Me, Cleaning Out My Closet, or, or um, Superman, or even Till I Collapse. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, that's just my opinion. But uh, yeah. Till I Collapse, why I do say is that that beginning with the Half right, left. Go earlier in the album. I'm pretty sure there's another song that actually has that same left, right, left, right as well. I think it's America. Is it? Is it America? I think so. Yo, that album is crazy. That song is crazy too. Don't don't like don't kid around with that. That's like a fu America sort of song, right? Pretty but, much. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Do you have any things to touch upon those uh four tracks that we had the same basically? I don't think so. I think that they're, I think for the most part, those tracks, except for number one being without me, they could be interchangeable in their spots. Yeah. And I think those four songs are like the easy, like, like out of the album. When you look through the album, you're like, oh, I know that song. Oh, I know that song. Oh, I know that song. Right. And then for yours, you had uh, Square Dance. That, I, I think. Yeah. Well, I'll justify my reasoning. Like I said, it's, it's, it's because I've recently started listening to the album again. Mm. And I think it's just, I realized how much I actually liked the song. That's why I placed it there. Yeah. Cause I honestly, it was that or sing for the moment. Ooh. And I was going to put sing for the moment, but I'm not the biggest rock fan. 
Mm. Well, maybe that's why I was just more leaning towards square dance. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, but I, honestly, like it was a close one for me to call. I will say Square Dance's production is very unique. That 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 beat is very unique. It's it's uh definitely different for sure. And uh I, definitely I still think it's Dre though. Is it Dre? Yeah. I, I think so. I'm not sure. I'd have to look at that. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean the production on this album is just ridiculous as well. Definitely. Um right. And uh I don't know, like I think for me, like I'm not all I'm I, I listen to rock like don't get me wrong like I was in that punk phase too growing up and then like with like classic rock or heavy metal like I'm I I'll, I will listen to it and I know the bigger songs like I, for this case like you know me I'm a production head so like when it comes to like very like significant or like very like well-known samples that are used very well you know I like I give it praise like it, it's yeah, so you gotta good. stop for it exactly exactly like it could be a, sh a shit tier song and it could become like god tier all of a sudden because of the sample and the production yeah. right so yeah that's just that's the supreme work of the producer itself and i don't know if dr dre did sing for the moment but if he did i wouldn't be surprised so let's head into honorable mentions and you said uh singing for the moment was your number six that could have been your number five yeah um did you have any other honorable mentions i wrote down three okay i like Okay. So I really like Haley's song. Oh, I had that one too. And I just, it's a side of Eminem that you're not used to seeing. Mm, mm. Right. Like he's, I know he's had his vulnerability with like cleaning up my closet, but that's aggressive. Yeah. This is like, I mean, he says, I'm going to break that birdie's neck. I think is one part he says, like if that diamond ring, if that doesn't sing or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So he has a little bit of an aggression in it, but it's just nice to see like a different side of Eminem. Mm -hmm. And I think I don't have any children, but in the future, like I could, if I do have kids or when I have kids, like I could definitely see myself kind of relating to the song. Mm -hmm. It's more relatable. Mm -hmm. um, so I put that on there. I like the beat for when the music stops. Oh, interesting. I just like the beat of that one. So I just put it on there because the beat is nice. And that's the one featuring Dr. Dre. Uh, uh, there's a verse by him on it, right? I think D12 is that one. Oh, the one D12? Okay. D12, yeah. And then um, I don't know why. I think it's the beat and the lyrics, but I just find it hilarious. My dad's gone crazy. I really like that song. That song's not so. Yeah. It's got Henley in it too. Yeah. And then there's like a part where he's like, tell Laura and her husband to back off. I'm like, okay, you know, mm, like, because yeah. he's kind of, he's talking about how he's going to like blow up the world and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just, I don't know what goes through his mind. But Well, I, I, I don't know if this was a, uh, I had never read into this, the song that was really acclaimed, I think won a few awards too, but it was really like good on, um, popular on um, the billboard charts was, uh, I think it was mid 2000s or like early 2000 i think it was early 2010s rihanna and him monster that's him talking about his like mental health uh, stuff right his anger management issues mm -hmm. right so and, and it's it's shown it's shown through his first few projects from from uh, uh marshall mathers lp to the eminem show to his third album encore right and or um yeah and and um yeah you can definitely hear it from there so. it's it's like any artist right i mean they evolve hopefully 
Yeah. There are some artists that just stay in their lane and don't evolve. But also, I, I also feel like that's him. That's like, that's his like moniker. That's his MO, right? Like that's how he raps. And without that anger, I don't think we get Eminem. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, that like you wouldn't feel that it's Eminem if yeah. he doesn't have the aggression. Yeah. Like even when he came back, on the forever remix with drake and kanye people were like going crazy for his verse well that verse was the best verse of the song well that, that's what i mean and like when you saw eminem's name unless you skipped to the end because you knew he was going to be the last one to go yeah but if you listen to the whole song you're like getting more hype and hype and just waiting to hear like what is m gonna spit Yep, like yep. is he he's obviously gonna have to have an unreal verse mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he does he delivers but as he also has that aggression in there yeah i think he has to for him right like mm-hmm. or else he'll be like and i don't want to call these guys out but like mgk or like jack harlow or another oh, hold up hold up i like jack I'm a fan of Jack Harlow. Well, Jack, Jack, makes, Jack makes radio box. Like he, he makes like workout tracks. Like I don't think he can go deep as Eminem can. Like you don't you don't hear the emotions. Like Eminem puts out emotions. I think, and that's that. I think that's why it resonates with like our generation so much is because when we were growing up, I'm pretty sure we were resentful at some things. Oh, either of course. We, either we were resentful at our parents, our living situation our uh love situation our uh friends leaving us out of shit or bullying or you know a bunch of bullcrap right that we live lived through when we were middle school or high school and it was just like all right this is something for you to like help you like guide you through that anger as well you know what i mean or like someone where you're like oh crap like i'm not the only one who's feeling like this i'm just like that's music for us i guess that he reached out to us can I throw in another white rapper? MGK? <laughs> uh, no, I, I throw him out, literally. No, I mean, like, say a name. Mac Miller? And, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and I think he's... I, this is another whole conversation. But obviously, he became more popular after his death. But Mac Miller. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Hey, y'all. As you heard, Sadly, I do not have sponsors, but I do have very amazingly talented friends and apps that I like to share and shamelessly plug in here. The stunning and sleek hand drawn and hand painted logo that you've seen, go check my friend Ashley at her IG account at ashley.bydesign. That's A-S-H-E-L-Y dot B-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N for your creative and artsy needs. And now for a banger of an intro and outro, check out my musically talented mastermind friend, Dylan, at his IG account at by Dylan. That's at B-Y-D-I-L-L-E-N. For all of your music production and beats, two apps y'all need to try out, Canva, where I have created some of my social media content and promo from, and GroupPad. For the sick West Coast transitions you heard before this plug, and right before we get back to the program. Now, go check them out, and we'll be right back.
Mac, Mac Miller had vulnerability in his raps. Yeah, you could see him evolving yeah. from when he first started. So he was one that could, who knows, rest in peace to him. He could have been something special. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, hot take. I was not a big Mac Miller fan. Now I'm not either. So it just never meshed with me. I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah. I think uh, Donald Trump was, I was like, oh, cool. That's a cool song. And I kind of didn't take him seriously after that, right? So. Can I just say when when someone says um, one two three four some crazy ass kids come and knock upon your door so let them in you don't know that part that song oh man that's like such a to me it's like annoying but it gets stuck in your head yeah it's catchy it's catchy that's it yeah anyways back to Eminem let's let's, let's uh, keep do you going. have any other honorable mentions besides from those two well I think those those are the main ones and i think I'll, I'll touch more on it when we come up to talking about whether this album is a classic or not okay okay um my honorable mentions Haley song as you mentioned already mm-hmm. um soldier which is another like he, he references a lot about patriot patriotism or like army like stuff like that like i've, I've noticed like in soldier he had that until i collapsed the left right like kind of touching upon that again um yeah. america he also has um, Mosh. Hmm? Mosh. Mosh. He had Mockingbird yeah. as well, I believe. No, not Mockingbird. What's the other song? Was it Mosh? Yeah, it was Mosh. Mosh. It was. There was another one too. There was another, like there, he has a. It it starts with like I pledge allegiance to the flag. Yeah, that was an encore, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know. <laughs> he was never in an, an army, maybe. Something about his dad, I'm not exactly sure, but like some underlying issues that we don't know about. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but there, there's a bit of a association there with that, and then uh, and I like the beat of the song. It's very, it's very cool. Um, and then business, business. I don't know. It caught my ear. Um, okay. And that that was one of the beat or the beat, the beat. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. 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 And uh, I again like going back through it. I was like, I like this album because of how many like heavy hitter singles there were. But going back through it and re-listening again, like I was like, and we'll touch upon this later, but I was like, wow. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. Um, so for my next uh question here, um the no scrubs track. So basically, um, this is the song where again, for those of you who don't know what this is, it's uh TLC's No Scrubs. There was a song or two or a few, whatever on this album that you deem that you can cut out um, that you're like, ah, I don't want this. It's like a no scrub sort of situation. Then you cut it out. So what is that track or tracks for you? When it comes to albums, I like to listen to it. So the first thing I do when a new album comes out or an album comes out, I'll listen to like the first minute of the song mm-hmm. quickly. Like I'll run through all the tracks and see which one catches my ear or if I hear anything that I like. Mm-hmm. Then I'll go back and listen to those full songs. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go back and listen to the album from start to finish mm-hmm. to see if the artist has tried to portray like a message throughout the album, or if the songs connect in some way, like you mentioned with soldier yeah. or with America and um, till I collapse with the left, right. Right. So for me, is there any songs on here that, I would call a no scrub track. Not really. I mean, 
when I'm in the mood and like listening to it, I could get rid of the skits. Mm. It's not, it's not necessary. And I always get bothered when like people, when, when artists put skits in their albums, I just feel like it's not needed. Yeah. Unless it like, it could be um, an unless it benefits the album. Yeah. And like, I don't know, I'm looking at it right now. Like Paul Rosenberg and Steve Berman skits, like eh, it's not necessary. Um, as far as tracks go, I wouldn't get rid of anything just because I feel like they all kind of flow together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The tracks flow together. Um, So I would, I would, I don't think there's any song that I would get rid of skits. I could do without. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my same um, take for like for skits as well. And I think that's because it was like the, you know, from the 19, what nineties to like the mid or end of 2000s like that's when skits just started to die off like um on the same graduation podcast uh kanye west's graduation podcast that we were talking about um mm-hmm. that was the first album from kanye west's um i guess discography that he started straying away from skits and in college dropout and late, late registration um for those two albums his first two debut albums it was a uh, very skit heavy right oh yeah and then um and i and uh for this other episode i recorded just recently um which uh we were talking about uh, frank ocean's blonde and frank ocean's blonde has skits as well but for that album it was released in 2016 so that was just like whoa like where is this coming from but for those skits um there's one skit in particular where, where um it was talking about the mom uh, like there's a mother figure who like tells him like don't do drugs or drink or do any of that type of shit just to fit in so like be responsible sort of thing um that was kind of because it went to the premise of like um you know him him going through his adolescence and going through his uh going into his adult phase right and kind of being grounded right like grounded into being who you are and finding your own way and don't be lost in sort of that and that was his biographical album right that's what he wanted to portray right so that 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 skit makes sense so i understand that in terms of your takes on skits and for the most part like for example like i I don't know which one late registration college dropout let's just go back to those albums but there was this um the uh, broke fraternity skits like those are hilarious but like that's college dropout was it college dropout okay i think so we broke 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 bye broke yeah (laughs) it's 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 funny it's funny but then it's it's filler at the same time right and i think the most recent one was um for skits i would have to say don fm oh my goodness and and the skits on there works like it It works works but oh that's a whole another discussion man I mean, I mean, I'm I'm gonna have a friend come on 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 the show. So if you want to join us, we can definitely talk about <laughs> on FM. But um, that that ending skit though, that closing skit is buck wild. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, it's wild. But for my no scrubs track, uh, going back to this, I think I'm gonna I have one track only. Um, and the skits I didn't mind. Eh, whatever, like I didn't mind. But uh, for for this track, it's a. Uh, and I get the premise of the track. Like I get the message behind it. Like he did, he doesn't want like the, the spotlight and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And he likes to be low key and reserved. Right. Which, which he's living the life of that right now, but just the beat threw me off. I didn't like it. Like it just sound weird. Um, Say goodbye. Hollywood is a track that I would take off of the album. 
Um, yeah, I mean, like when I think about it, it's one of the tracks that's kind of lower rated for me. Like it doesn't yeah. really fit. Uh, it fits, but at the same time, yeah, I, I, I could do without it. I can do without it. Fair enough. But um, but yeah, like the message, I I do appreciate. Like I understand the struggle mm-hmm. and like what he's looking for, right? But yeah, just the beat was like a bit off putting for me. So, um, all right, going to the next question here: underrated and overrated. So what is your underrated track for this album here? Square Dance. Square Dance, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Underrated track, Square Dance. Okay. Um, I'd say Haley's song is pretty underrated. Okay. I feel like I'm just thinking back to when I was younger and I had, and I got this album. So I love this album so much that I bought it for myself mm. and shout out to one of my, one of my boys from way back when Tyler Lewis he bought this album for my birthday for me as well. So I have two copies of this album. <laughs> like, it's a great album. I have two copies of it. But yeah, I remember like when I was younger and we'd listen to this album like with my friends and stuff and we'd always skip Haley's song because mm. it's slow. Yeah. It's too like, especially you didn't get at it. that age, right? At that yeah. age, you're like with your homies, you're with your boys. You don't want to listen to Haley. Well, song. also, also, it's like him talking about his kid, and you're still a kid at that time, so you didn't, right? you didn't have any reference. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But as you get older, uh, you start to appreciate it more. So I would say Haley's song is is um, an underrated track and square dance for me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, overrated. <sighs> it's hard. I don't know if any tracks are overrated because hmm. I mean, the ones that we mentioned in our top five, those are all great tracks. I wouldn't say any of them are overrated though. My underrated tracks, I think business because of the production behind it. And then yeah, Haley song for sure. And I think the one, the one track that was on our top five that would actually say it's really underrated is Superman. I won't lie to you. That song like is very unappreciated for some reason. Really? Yeah. I know so many people that love that song. Really? That's why I don't think it's underrated at all. Huh. Interesting. And and the fact that Drake used it, I think, made it even more popular. Really? Because people went back and were like, at least if you know the song, maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't I don't think that's an underrated track at all. Maybe when I was younger, because I didn't like it. And like you mentioned the music video, I was kind of like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Okay. And uh, my overrated, nothing. Um, okay. I mean, the no, the, the no Scrubs track, I said, was Say Goodbye Hollywood. I don't think that's overrated. I think it's just bad. <laughs> I think you <laughs> just cut that out. Uh, so there's no overrated, in my opinion. Um, okay. Same as you. Uh, okay. So this is the most controversial question on here. Is this album a classic album? So it, it has to be, uh, it's a two-part question. So it's, uh, is it a classic album within the artist's overall discography? And it, is it a classic album? Is it a classic album uh, within the general music sphere? So answer. So for me, it's a classic album compared to his other albums. Yes, it is classic for his work. Okay. I would put it in there because you have to think of how many albums he has. He has quite a few. He has quite a few. Yeah. And when I look at his albums, I would put this in his top three. Yeah. No, same. Same. Okay. I would say that. Yeah. So that's why I say it's a classic for him. Mm-hmm. However, in the music world, no. 
This is not a classic. For me, this is not a classic. And the reason I say that is because I wouldn't even put, the, I wouldn't put this in my top 10 albums. So I don't yeah. consider it a classic. If you make my top 10 albums of all time, you are a classic. If even though not. even though you have two copies of this. <laughs> even though I have two copies of this, I would not put this in my top 10 okay. albums. Therefore, I do not classify it as a classic. Would I put it in my top 50? Yes, yeah. probably. Yeah. Um, top 10, though? No. Top 20? Probably not. Okay. Top 30? Maybe. But then you're stretching it. You're stretching. You're reaching. It's, it, exactly. It's just... That's why I don't think it's a classic in the music world. That's and right. because I take into consideration his other albums, which I would consider more of a classic than this one. So, so my, my answer is actually quite eerily the same. So <laughs> um, it is an album in, within his discography, yes. But I would say to answer the second question, it's no for me too, even though my reaction said different. I think I was going to lean towards yes, but when you said that, I was like, yeah, actually no, because if anything, and I, and I don't know if I would do this album, to be honest, in terms of for this podcast, maybe we will, maybe we won't, I don't know, but mm-hmm. Marshall Mathers LP1, I think that would that would have been his classic. Um, the one with the little outhouse in the, uh, in the back, or what, was that the outhouse in the back? I always have in the back, or was it the bridge? Huh? I said, I always mix up the Marshall Matters ones. Yeah, it's the first one with uh, My Name Is and uh, Real Some Shady. Uh, Marshall Matters LP. Yeah, that's him sitting in front of that. He's sitting, I think it's a house. I don't know. There's a bunch of bars behind him and he's kind of like curled up. Has Stan on it. The Real Slim Shady. The Way I Am. Uh, the way I am, yeah. Bitch, that please. one, that one, and then the Slim Shady LP as well. I don't know, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's tough. It's tough to deem that as a classic in the music sphere. And yeah, Eminem Honestly, has. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick either of those as his best album, though. See, for for me, for this album, though, like, there's only one. There's like no. There's no overrated tracks. There's only one track I would drop just because of the beat itself. The skits are questionable, okay, but is it an album? Would I would I listen to it back to forth, like back front to back? No, I wouldn't. That's the thing, right? Like I I'd listen to it once, and then maybe come back to it a few years later and re-listen to it again, or like maybe a few months, like maybe a year later, right? I wouldn't like listen to it again and again. Um. Unlike the next album we'll be talking about. So um, last question here, um, rank your album, rank this album. So um, out of a hundred, I want you to rank this as an album, like in general, and then rank it against his other albums. So versus like the world. Yeah. First world of music. Yep. And then his second versus his other albums versus the world of music. Like a 65%. Percent. Yeah. Slow. There's a lot of great albums out there. This is a weak one compared to other artists. Mm. For me. Mm. Out of his work, mm. I'd say like an 85%. Percent mm. Out of his work. Um, for me, his best album is Encore. Mm. 
for me. But uh, comparing it to other artists and music around the world, like music in the world of, of rap, and it doesn't rate that high, I don't think. That's why I said 65%. Interesting. And that's why it makes the top 50, not the top 10, right? Like it just, that's how I justify my answers. Oh, no, it makes sense. Makes sense. For me, out of 100, I mean, it's, it's probably the lowest of all the albums I've done so far. But it's not not a 60. It's not going to reach that point. It's going to be a 75 for me. It's a B. Okay. Yeah, it's good. I think just the heavy hitters of the like the three songs alone, like without me cleaning up my closet until I collapse, does it well. And I mean, the first other two albums, Slim Shady LP and L- Marshall Mathers LP, I mean, those two, you can arguably say, are up there as well with it, right? So, And that's why for his first four albums, there's not a lot of people who come out of the gate with four strong albums right away. There's only a few handful of people who can do that. And I feel like Eminem is one of those guys. And after that, he just dropped off the face of the earth. <laughs> and then he just came back with bad albums like <laughs> Kamikaze. <laughs> um, but Hold up, hold up, hold up. Kamikaze. <laughs> is that the one I'm thinking of? There was one album that I actually enjoyed when he recently came out with. I'll tell you what, I didn't like the music to be murdered by one i like kamikaze that one i like the album the the airplane on it yeah that's okay but i'm not a big fan of recovery or relapse that was okay okay. okay. (laughs) he wasn't eminem anymore but yeah um with that being said though my rating for uh his album compared to his other albums is an 89 um i just think it's a very solid album again with without me as being his one of his biggest tracks and i think it is one of his top three albums for sure up there um yeah i mean it has to be ranked that high so yeah with that being said uh thank you for your time ali again as always now before we let you go here and have you plug in your stuff can you please recap your list please from the eminem the top five tracks of the eminem show yeah, so number five, square dance. Number four, cleaning out my closet. Number three, till I collapse. Number two, Superman. And number one, without me. Awesome. Okay. So for my list here, we have uh, Superman at number five, sing for the moment, number four, till I collapse, number three, number two, clean out my closet, number one, without me. Um, now, before we go here, Ali, where can the listeners find you at home? Instagram. Just search up my name, Ali Sukru, S-U-K-R-U-A-L-I for Ali. Um, I'm going to do it again. Shout out my girlfriend every time. Do it. You got to support, you support your loved ones. Gray happy wife, happy life. Roots. Happy wife, happy life. Gray.roots. Go check it out. Uh, she inspires tons of women to, to let their hair grow, grow that let their gray hair grow out, which is something awesome because uh, a lot of people are afraid when they get their first gray. So, yeah. And she makes incredible art too. On the side note, so um, including, including my uh, co- uh, my um, podcast cover, so um, talk about iconic there. But um, <laughs> thank you, Ali, for your time again, you. as always. Um, and um, uh, for listeners at home, for the next episode, Ali, uh, for the next, I guess, episode of the Symphony when Ali shows up for it, we will be discussing uh, one of the most current and our our generations of one of the most lyrical i guess how do you phrase this 
Why don't you just uh, say goat? <laughs> you you funny you funny guy <laughs> um it's one of uh, undoubtedly J, uh, it's uh ali's favorite album of all time possibly yeah definitely okay. what am i saying um yeah i mean uh he's uh, one of the most lyrical proudest um rappers of all time including especially today's uh generation and this is a magnum opus so we're gonna be talking about j cole's 2014 forest hill drive um, with that being said, in the meantime, if you enjoyed this podcast or have anything you want to add, submit topics you want us to talk about, feel free to follow us and hit us up on our IG account, bbshopquintetpodcast, or email us at bbshopquintetpodcast.gmail.com. Also, if you can give us a five-star review on Apple Pod and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms and let us be your top five of the day. Cheers.